There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of season four of The Twelve Monkeys. Oh, Jesus. This was all, this was the last episode of the first night, and it was still, like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, alright. Now, you do have ratings news, and it has been pretty consistent with what we were saying. Right. Episode three brought in a 0.03 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.215 million viewers. Barely squeaking in as the 150th rated cable show for the day. But we should be seeing Life Plus 7 shortly. And then you would hope, yes. I, <laughs> I'm thinking, like what we've said all along, that it's going to jump up. Yeah, I think we'll double our numbers in Live Plus 7. Yeah. Really... All right. Well, let's jump into Episode 3, shall we? Let's do it. 45 RPM. Cassie travels back in time to confront a younger Olivia. Cole helps Jennifer find the meaning behind her final primary vision. Wait a second. Final? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, that kind of scares me. I don't I don't like that. No. Does that mean she's not going to be a primary anymore? What? What? Yeah, that won't work. <laughs> At least they mentioned her name, so that's a good thing. Right. But, hey, time travel, you never know what Jennifer we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's jump into the past. Good old 1970s. Yeah, I still have it written down the dates. <laughs> <laughs> and Cassie is definitely going straight up T-800 in this episode in which she decides to hunt down young Olivia. I don't think it would have worked if she would have taken out Olivia because of everything. The only way it would have worked is if they'd never been there, and the only way they would have never been there at this point is if old, well, crotchety Jones never met a little more laid-back Jones. Right. So we knew that was happening, or since that happened, that they were there. They did right. what they did, so there's no way this could work, in my opinion. Right. But please proceed. <laughs> Well, unlike the Terminator, which also involved an unborn child and time travel, once she learns of the impending birth, her plans go haywire. And this, of course, is after, as soon as she gets there and gets all gunned up, somebody starts shooting at her. Right. How did anybody know she was there? Exactly. See? Wibbly wobbly. Yes. <laughs> and she gets arrested. Right. Because obviously, you're going after the, well, the easy target, not the people who are taking off. Right. You heard multiple gunshots, but you're like, oh, I'm going to target this person here. Well, whatever. But she got where she needed to go, I guess. Right. 
Now, of course, we don't really get the idea from the beginning when we see young Olivia out on her own that there's any witness S to her. Right. I mean, she's almost like a hippie. She's hanging out with a friend of hers in some abandoned building, and they're just getting high and dancing and just having a good old time. Right. So, so it's you, like, oh, okay, she took off to get away from everything. Right. So you go, hmm, this just doesn't seem to add up. No. It's like, if she was like that, what changed her so much? Right. And so, of course, we get to see Olivia getting processed. And sure enough, uh, they end up in the uh, adjacent cells. How convenient. Yes. Then again, I don't see a whole lot of women probably being arrested at that point. So they got to put them, I guess, close or possibly in the same cells. Right. And I love the music, though. Yeah. (laughs) Right out of the 70s. Yeah. So happy together by the turtles. Yeah. Just all of it with a little montage of what's happening. And then we have Cassie wake up. It's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Nothing but good times, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and you were talking. I'm sorry. That's all right. You were talking last episode about this. Right. (laughs) And it makes so much more sense now. Good. So we go check in on Olivia as the witness, and apparently there was quite a bit of time that passed before Titan jumped back in to uh, destroy this Splinter Factory, because um, the elder monkeys are starting to grumble about Olivia's lack of primariness. They haven't found the Red Forest yet. And that's what they were all promised. That's all any of them cared about. That's right. That's their immortality. The end of the world, really. Good job. Yeah. And just the fact that we do finally see, okay, we know for sure that they had so much more time happen right it's like all right well it it seems like the time streams are definitely definitely different so i still don't know how much time because i haven't quite grabbed that i don't know if you have (laughs) okay but of course she doesn't know what to do and they start kind of giving her crap about it yeah well they give her crap to an extent yes Thank you for your service. And she decides to to make an example of at least one. And I'm thinking it's a whole lot more. Oh, more than likely. Yeah. Because, of course, Malik is right up there with the rest of them. And uh, after a little uh, encounter between the two, he basically walks off and saying the witness has spoken. And that's probably just signed his own death warrant by uh, that snarky remark. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, don't don't be a little pissy or anything. Right. Sorry, she's going to get you. Yes, she is. But, oh, uh, I don't know. When she decides to make the example, wow. Yeah. <laughs> because she, oh, God, like, this was just something else. I'm shocked she didn't behead the person. Because right. she goes around the back of a, I don't even know the name of the woman, and, like, shoves a knife, like, straight through the spine column and like right out the neck just wow okay bring it down a notch olivia because you're scared everybody right now 
Yeah, exactly. But when he did, when Malik did that, and he's just like, well, okay. Do you think he honestly believed that he was going to be safe? Probably because he was, he knew of the elders grumbling. Okay. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So he figured, yeah, even if he could throw a dig here or there, he would probably still be safe because he's the right hand man. Uh, okay. Well, there was somebody else who decided to stick around and whisper in Olivia's ear a little bit. Yeah. Who happened to be a caretaker in the last butcher's block. Right. I was like, wait a second, we know that guy. I love all these crossovers. But Olivia, of course, has a whole lot of crap to try to figure out and to keep people on the straight and narrow, so to speak. But I think she's getting a little flustered. Just a little bit, yes. (laughs) So it's like, how can she maintain the cycle? Well, apparently she's still got some uh, red leaves so she can make the weird creepy tea that gives them all psychedelic visions. Right. So let's go talk to the witness, shall we? Okay. (laughs) You need to stop with that. You're just seeing what you want to see is what I'm thinking. But it's like, all right, we're going to do this. And what happens? Well... Apparently, a lot of weird shit. Yeah. And she starts seeing stuff because, what do I do? And she starts seeing visions of the past, her past. And there's Cassie. So, again, what I was saying is, Cassie's plan, there's no way it could work, right? Because she's seeing Cassie there. And is it because Cassie's there that her her path turned to this? And I was like, I'm getting a headache trying to keep this together. <laughs> yes, I. Olivia will want Cassie to feel like her appearance in her timeline is what caused her to become the witness. Yes, that would be, you know, it was bad enough making her believe that her son was going to be the witness. But to turn around and add that on top of it would probably be enough to crack Cassie for good. Seriously. I'm so confused. Because, okay, it's Olivia seeing herself, but she's older, but Cassie's older when she's seeing her through the vision of herself as a younger person. What? And Cassie, of course, trying to say, you need to do you, basically, to younger Olivia. And it's just like, I am so mad at Terry Metallis right now (laughs) for making me go slightly crazy. But because I'm going slightly crazy, I love this show. Right. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? (laughs) Tell me I'm not the only one. Somebody else. No, absolutely. (laughs) You're not the only one. (sighs) (laughs) We'll get uh, interdimensional Dave on here one One recording before this is over with. We'll all have to wear our tinfoil hat. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, of course, L- Olivia wants to make herself primary. How so, can you make yourself primary, though? That's a very good question. But the witness, Olivia, basically tells her, oh, you just got to get in the time stream. What? Didn't yeah. we just see the time stream kill people? Yes. <laughs> Big question mark for me. Oh, please tell us more. Yeah. So. I- and yeah, that's 
Witness Olivia tells her that a great cycle is ending and Titan isn't being used for its true purpose. That sounds ominous. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was a Death Star not enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. But after her encounter with her future witness self, all of a sudden we have a new arrival. Oh. In Titan. Great. They have managed to dig Deacon out of the rubble. Damn it. Alive. I think it would have been better if Deacon had died. Because I'm yeah. afraid of what's going to happen. Because I know he's yeah. going to be a little salty right now. Oh, yeah. And basically, he tells her that his devotion is to finding Cole and for his own purposes. Right. So, is that to make Olivia... Like, send him somewhere, and he's like, ha-ha, I'm clear. Or is he really going to do something bad? At this point in time, I'm saying he's turning to the dark side. Going back to where he came from as the Scab King. Crap on toast. Yeah. Now, maybe Cassie can turn him around, but uh, not thinking so. So, of course, this... Gives Olivia the perfect opportunity to switch some people around in her command, and she takes care of Malik and appoints Deacon her new second hand in charge. I was a little surprised by that because of the way it happened. Right. And Deacon's not swearing loyalty to her. Right. He's saying, I've got my thing and I'm going to go do it. <laughs> but. That also meets one of Olivia's goals is to get rid of Cole. Oh, come on, Deacon. You can't be that shallow, can you? It's Deacon. Come on. Come on. Ah, all right. Let's keep going because I'm getting angry. Yeah. So, of course, young Olivia manipulated the story as it unfolded in 1971. I was totally surprised. Yeah. That, and I'm still not a hundred percent sure that the witness Olivia version is actually the truth or not. Because we see young Olivia get branded by her mother. Right. And that's basically what caused her to disappear and get out of there. And it's like, yeah, I'm just not a hundred percent certain that Young Olivia isn't being influenced by Witness Olivia as the manipulation of Cassie occurs. Oh, interesting. So, like, maybe it didn't happen that way, but now it is happening that way. Right. Okay. Because, yeah, when her friend told her to run, in one version, she just gets out and runs. And then in the next version, she snaps her friend's neck into right and that, that it's her mother that's trying to save her and not the other way around and it's just like eh, i don't know about this yeah i'm starting to question some things so of course that giving cassie this different version of course plays on her sympathy and she's pregnant and so cassie is basically saying well you have a a choice. 
You can choose to make your child important. Well, yeah. Yes, but important to whom is the question. Exactly. And yeah, of course, we hear witness Olivia say, yeah, that's what caused me to do this. Uh, I don't know. But then, of course, as they're they're talking in the jail cell, jailhouse, whatever, you have Olivia's mom show up. And Cassie just kind of turns around and walks away, so she's out of sight. You can only <laughs> go so far, though, you're in jail. But Right, yeah. But, of course, she gets let out on self-defense. Yeah, and the cop was just like, all right, just go. I'm like, what? Yeah, what? Although... Yeah, because which when he's... is another reason to, that makes me believe that yes, what we originally saw was the truth that Olivia's mother was running everything, including the police. Ooh, interesting. That's the only way that could have come down. I don't know. Were they that much more lax back then? In the seventies. Yeah, you could be bought off pretty easy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although I just meant like. I was a poor woman alone, and I got shot at, and then I didn't mean to attack the cop, because he came up behind me. I thought I was being attacked. All right, right. go ahead. You know, that just, like, what? To me, that seemed, no, like, really that's, weird. Uh, I, that was Mama Olivia setting this whole thing up. Okay. Because, of course, when Cassie gets released, she guns up and heads to Monkey mansion <laughs> lucky mansion <laughs> and starts taking out monkeys left and right yeah apparently she has become a really great shot yeah but she runs into mom who knows how to fight yeah it's how the gun. heck is she kicking ass like that i mean seriously i was like what is going on another reason to make to believe that mom is the one behind all this yeah, I can Because she is a damn fighter. Yeah. I'm like, did she fight like that last time we seen her? Dang. Okay. Yeah. Just like, oh, who was it last season that was that awful pain in the butt? That could be so many people. Yeah, no, the one, one of the messengers that, the last messenger to die, the one that was taking care of Aiden. Oh, oh, okay, I know, yeah. yeah. Know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, it, it was just like, okay, well, she's kicking butt, and then what's going to happen next? Oh, well, now, future witness Olivia is going to talk through past Olivia. Yeah. What? How? Now, that's a little bit more than primary power there. Right, because I'm like, and is this a probably thing? probably more than messenger power, so that has to be some titan power. Well, they did say it wasn't being used to its full potential. Yeah, and that just might be part of it right there. Yeah, so this is where Olivia really starts screwing with Cassie, basically. Yeah. And I don't know, it's like, is she manipulating her to do exactly what she wanted? Absolutely. Because she gives her the gun, she's like, there's one bullet, you're going to shoot me, but you're not going to be able to. It's like, well, what? So Cassie's going to doubt herself and pause, and because of that, is it going to turn into a loop? Maybe. Because didn't this happen last season? Yep. Crap. Stop it. Stop this mess. And I thought Cassie was going to let it go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Olivia 
<laughs> Witness Olivia knew exactly which button to push. She mentions Aiton's name. Oh, and that's it. Yep. Cassie pulls the trigger and Mom jumps in front of the bullet and takes it. Oh, that was dumb. But then we hear police sirens and Cassie's like, all right, well, there's a bunch of crap that could go down, but I need to bounce. Yeah. And apparently Cassie's aim in this moment was not that awesome. Right. Because we actually get more of this, another scene from an earlier season when a young pallid man enters his mother's deathbed and... Which also gives me more reason to believe that, yes, Mother Olivia is not the good person young young Olivia tried to make her out to be. No, because, yeah, we find out Olivia went out to get pregnant. That's why, well, according to one version. Right. So, all right, she just got pregnant randomly because because the witness wanted it. Yes, the witness told her to deliver deliver it a baby. Yes, and so when you do see the pallid, young pallid man end up in a room after talking to his mother, and you see a very pregnant Olivia at this point, dude, she looked like she was giving birth to triplets, okay? That was, yeah. that was a lot of pregnancy, <laughs> or that dress was just horrible, whatever. But, right. but it gets weirder. Like, at first I was thinking that, oh my God, is that going to be like, her brother's kid, and it's not, they just played it like it was going to be somebody else's kid. God, please don't go that route, is all I kept thinking. Right. <laughs> but we see that Olivia has given birth, and she takes the newborn baby, which we don't know, boy or girl, nope. out to a tree. And yes, very Game of Thrones. That's again, Game of Thrones, let's give this kid to the Night King. Oh my yeah. God, please tell me that's not like her brother's kid, is all I kept thinking. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, God, it's like, oh, no, 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 not like Game of Thrones, please, no. And then what do we see? Frickin' future Olivia, witness Olivia, come and get the baby. What in the actual hell is happening? I cannot figure this out. This is getting weirder and weirder. Yes, it is. Oh, God. It's starting to make my head hurt because it's like, wait a second. What does this mean? Does this mean A, B, and C? Or I'm like, all right, please give me some semblance of normality. And we kind of get normal. Yeah, because she goes back to the Emerson, and there's Cole. Yay, Cole. I was so happy because I'm (laughs) like, after all that crap, I'm like, I just need the Scooby gang back together or something because I can't do this. And it was weird because... That's Cassie's telling him, oh, no, she's manipulated this the whole time and wanted me to kill her mom. But I'm not really sure because who knows which freaking person set this in motion. Right. So apparently there's a whole lot more happening. So let's talk about Cole a little bit. All right. Well, we head right back to the last scene we saw Jennifer in at the train station. Right. And we get once more the shot of the sign with the date and the time on it. We see her fall backwards into the oncoming train. And all of a sudden, she's on the other side of the tracks with future asshole Cole. Oh, my God. 
and him. Could you have made that any harder for me? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how the hell it even worked out. So I'm like, okay, so he pulls in and then pulls. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> how many times did he have to watch it exactly? Was he there like 20 uh, times? I don't know. Right. There's no telling how many right? cycles it went through <laughs> to get that one right. But, of course, Jennifer left the Ouroboros on the other side of the track. Why would she with... leave the bag? Yes. Wear it if you think this is happening. Wasn't it like a messenger bag? Yeah. It has a long-ass strap then. Put it over your damn neck. Exactly. Uh, and Jennifer's flighty. kind of getting a little... um. Off her game here. Yeah, not digging that, Jennifer. But she's not dead. <laughs> yeah. So cool. But and still. she was very excited to see Cole. Questions how we got the uh, vest. And he tells him it was Aiton's. Yeah, because she notices the bullet hole. Right. Yeah. And then, what do we get? The scene of our Interpol officer, Bonham, looking down, seeing the bag and grabbing the Ouroboros. But then, like, looks over and sees them. Right. It's like, ah, oh, crap. We can't just have a minute where it's like, okay, nobody's going to be chasing us. Right. Wah, wah, wah. So before future asshole can get back to his busy agenda, he tells Jennifer where to find her coal and what to bring him. Oh, I loved it. Because <laughs> I didn't catch this, that the burger that she brings yes. him was a hyena burger. Hyena burger, yeah. What? Okay, that was funny. Nice, nice one there. Yes, very nice. <laughs> and I love it because Cole's like, "What does this mean?" As he like pulls up her picture, it's like, "Well, we're trying to figure that out, dude." Right. But so, yeah, out of nowhere, Jennifer somehow recalls Bonham's number and calls him. Yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that, but whatever. It worked. Yes, because they set up a meeting, especially when Cole gets on the phone and tells the guy he's James Cole. Right. Not just any meeting. At the beginning. Yes. What? What? Crap. Yeah, we keep circling back and circling back. Now, I wasn't sure what that meant. I'm thinking the beginning of all this happening... And it was going to be something completely different, but apparently... The right, yeah. I mean, this everything tends to go pear-shaped real quickly. Right. And this was one that just reeked of Bonham being in one of the Army, not Team Primary. Right. But the beginning is the museum where the Ouroboros yeah. was. So where their beginning, I guess, started. Yes. So... Okay, great. They go there, and surprise, surprise, Bonham isn't interested in arresting them. He, no. What? what? Yeah. He's giving yeah. Cole the Ouroboros. Again, what? And you go, remember, episode one. Oh, crap. He's got to be in that line. Yeah, but it, so it wasn't Cole's line. But still, it's just right, like. It still might be Cole's line. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, my head might explode. Let's not go there. So now it's like, okay, I love it because Bottom's like, okay, now what? 
And Cole's just like, hell if I know. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. I've been told forever that you know what to do with this, and this is what you need to help stop what's going to happen. Right. And out of nowhere, Cole remembers the story that was left in the book that his father was reading him. And sure enough, the little things going from bottom to top all have a picture that matches the story. Now, wait. Was that... No, that wasn't what his father was reading him, right? That's what he was reading Ethan when they were at the house, wasn't it? I think it might have been, but it also was when... Remember when the um, the envelope came out of the back of the book? Yeah, I thought that was... That was it, yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was Cole reading a story to Ethan. No, that was his dad reading to him. Oh, yeah, I had that totally wrong. Okay. Yeah, in the trailer park, yeah, that was that was Cole, the young Cole. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. Yeah, I was really confused. Enough, as he goes through it line by line, he turns it, and by the time he gets done and at the top, presto changeo, he's able to open it up. And there's a message. Yeah. Blackleaf, May 11th, 1852. Great. What? What is Blackleaf? Where is Blackleaf? We know the wind, but that's about it. Yeah. And I know Jennifer says something to him about where did you learn that that uh story, story yeah. a poem or whatever. And doesn't he say that Cassie wrote it? I don't think so. Or was it his mother? I, yeah, his mother. His mother wrote it. Okay. So weird. So yeah, you're right. At this point, what if that's his line then? His family line, his lineage. Right. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> oh my god! And what the hell is Blackleaf? Yeah. Ah, cheese and rice. This is killing me. Terry, Terry, Terry. Yeah. What an opening night. I cannot believe you are torturing us like this. Yeah. Two deaths that end up not being deaths. Thank God. Which might lead to other deaths. Who who knows? Right. It absolutely could lead to other deaths. Gah. Yeah, we still got our Jones having to deal with a lethal dose of radiation, so... Right. That won't take too long to start showing its effects. Well, you would think. Right. All right, so everyone, what do you think about this insanity? You can send us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Or just go over to www.fangirlzone.com and hit one of the many contact links and let us know how you feel that way. Oh my gosh, it's got me so, like, everywhere. Ugh. But anyway, while you're at it, why don't you rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you're finding us on? Because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. Oh my gosh, everybody deep breath. That was the first night. Yeah. I can I only can imagine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm taking a deep breath, and I'm Sean Fangirless. I'm Steve. I'm afraid the fate of everything depends on you solving it, Mr. Cole. That is, if you can. And until next time. <laughs>